Why you gotta be so insecure? Oh, oh, my body. What's up, y'all? Why you gotta be so insecure? Oh, there's my tool. What's <clears throat> up, guys? Charlie Jones here. And today, um, decided to, you know, check this old thing out. Uh, I was feeling really nostalgic today. So, one thing I've been trying to do for a while has been looking at my, my first photos. So join me as we do this. Yeah, uh, I came across my old photos in this, um, what's that like online storage thing? I forgot. I think it's, it's like a Microsoft something. It's some kind of Microsoft account. But yeah, I found like all my first professional photos. Ooh <laughs> Now see like I had somebody ask me in the past like you know what makes you a professional photographer like how, what qualification are we using for that? And I told him I was like honestly it's it's how you carry yourself. It's how you operate your business, it's how you conduct your business, it's how you it's how you are. You know what I'm saying? Cuz anybody can pick up a camera and go out and shoot anything. But a professional, someone who's going to, you know, they're scheduling, they're planning, they might have experience in this, or they don't have any experience in it, and they're coming to you with a for real idea, like, yo, let's make some magic happen. So I was like, honestly, at the end of the day, it's really subjective what you think professionalism is. It's up to you. But at the time, this was my first professional shoot. So right now, I'm pulling up my photos from there because, man, when I tell you, like, for me, it's humbling because I remember a time where I was still setting up my old LED lights and they were like the light bulb kind. They weren't like the panels or nothing like that. I had these old cheap tripods that I ain't gonna lie. I still got a few of those today because they still get the job done. And I had a like a white sheet that I didn't even iron. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen people really knock out some dope stuff with the white sheets and the black sheets, like the little starter photography studio kits and whatnot. But I was not doing it right when I had mine. Yeah, it was tough. So yeah, let me pull these photos up real quick before I get ahead of myself. Okay, so backstory behind these photos. I'm gonna pull these up on the screen so y'all can check them out. So this was an artist, and for the life of me, I cannot remember her name, but if you're watching this, and if you just so happen to see yourself in this video, please let me know because I need to redeem myself for these photos, and I would love to shoot with you again and knock out some actual dope stuff. But I digress. So yeah, backstory behind these photos. Uh, I just got into photography like professionally and my first photography company was Black Lens Photography. So Black Lens was this brainchild of mine that I had when I was still in the army. I'm still in the army, I ain't gonna lie. When I was in the army years ago, that I was really, really hesitant to actually move forward on because I didn't really have that confidence to be like, yo, I wanna charge somebody for a shoot. At the time, I was just shooting for, you know, a little flag football team. I was shooting around D.C., Georgetown area, and it was fun. Like, I had a lot of fun doing it. I had my old Nikon something, you know, like the with the big zoom lenses on it. I had one of those cameras. Eventually, I got the Canon T6, and right around that time, I was really starting to take it, like, for real serious. And then I upgraded after I met my, uh, I can't remember if we were dating or if we were married at the time. I'm pretty sure we were. We didn't date for too long, but I met my wife. And she pushed me to actually start Black Lens Photography. 
because at my job, I'm telling my friends, I'm telling my coworkers, like, yo, like, when I get out of the military, this is what I'm trying to do, so I'm starting it now. And they're like, Jones, that's crazy. You're not gonna make no money with photography. You're not gonna make no money with no camera. You need to get these benefits. You need to go ahead and stay in this boot, stay in this uniform. You need to go ahead and clock in in the morning. Like, you tripping, don't, don't be no creative. And I just, it really discouraged me because I'm like, yo, these are the people that like I trust. These are the people whose opinions I really cared about at the time. These are people I consider friends, brothers even. And to hear them say like, yo, you're not gonna make it, don't do it, you suck. Or you're not gonna make it, you're not gonna support nothing off that, it's not worth it. It was really discouraging. But then, like I said, I met my wife and she nipped all that in the butt. She was like, yo, if you like it, let's do it. My wife is actually a recording artist too. So she's familiar with that whole, the artist lifestyle, you know, being a creative. I didn't always think I was a creative growing up. Like I used to draw, I used to color and whatnot. I still do sometimes. Like we actually painted some other stuff in the house. Uh, my wife and I like a little sip and paint kind of date night. A lot of sipping, a lot of painting. It was lit. But yeah, she just related to that. She was like, yo, I've been there. You know, when someone's not supportive of your creativity, of your art. But at the end of the day, it's for you. You got to push that. And so she was like, do it. I was like, I'm doing it. So started Black Lens Photography. I switched from the Canon T6 to uh, this one. I switched over to Sony. So now I got the Sony A7, the, the first one, the Mark One, And I freaking love that camera. I, this is the A7 II. I also love this camera. I love, honestly, I love all my cameras. But yeah, the A7 was dope. Like we drove all the way down from Arlington, Virginia to, I think it was like Richmond. It was somewhere deep in Virginia, in the middle of the snow, like roads were snowed out. The highways were snowed out. We getting salt. I actually got in a car accident on the way to get this camera. Like it was crazy. I wish I still had it. I ended up selling it though. And yeah, like completely worth it. Trust me, I'll do it again. But it was, it was crazy just getting the camera and realizing like, yo, I'm really dedicated to this craft that I just crossed all these miles, all these obstacles, all the snow to go and get something that's really about to push me forward. So I was excited for it. And then when I lined up my first shoot, which we're getting to, I was even more excited. I was like, yo, it's finally coming together. The pieces are falling into place. Let's do it. And bam, I do remember one of the women, so, Kafia is her artist, or she's Kafia's artist. And I was talking with Kafia because she wanted to invest in my company and whatnot, invest in me as a photographer uh, in my beginning stages. And I, and I appreciate her for that. Like she trusted me with a, with a vision, with a goal. And I had zero experience, like zero professional experience prior to this. So that was dope of her. So yeah, she brings the artist over. Uh, I'm shooting out of our apartment at this point. I got, like I said, the big white, fabric backdrop uh if anybody's familiar with like a studio setup when you got a backdrop or not and people standing on the backdrop for, like your full body shots you're gonna want a hard surface right because otherwise you're gonna get dense in your fabric you're gonna get dense in your paper backdrops kind of like it's dense in these people standing on the angle front but you want a hard surface i had carpet and i had no way of knowing like how I was gonna make this surface hard. So I just said, you know what? I'm just not gonna do it, whatever. Definitely like nip me in the butt a couple of times on the full body shoots because it's some angles in there where you see like she's putting holes in the backdrop with her heels like, and it's nothing, it's like, it's no shade of her. It's nothing like that she did wrong. It's me as a photographer, like as a professional, you have to invest not just in your equipment, but into your knowledge base as well. 
And if you don't know something, you got to ask. I'm like, I should have asked somebody like, hey, what's the best way to set up a studio? Should I use this fabric backdrop or should I invest in some paper, some seamless paper? Should I use this kind of constant LED light bulb light or should I invest in some kind of strobe, off-camera flash, or even a speed light? But at the time, I'm like, you know what? I'm just running and gunning. I'm having fun. And that's basically the end of the story right there. So moving on to the photos, like, you can see some of, like, my eye was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw what I wanted it to look like, but what I saw did not relate to the settings in my camera. It did not relate to having to actually operate this camera to reproduce that image, right? So moving on to the second one, okay. We're, actually, go back to the first. First off, blurry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's blurry. Uh, we did get the catch light in her eye. That was dope. Uh, I want to say this is white balance pretty decently. It's just, it's overexposed. It's a little grainy. And let's see, actually, I got the metadata right here. So we're shooting at aperture F4 with a, oh, no, this was with my Canon. Oh, I'm tripping. So, no, nah, this was a shot on my uh, my Canon T6. That's dope. So this is my Canon T6. I had my Canon EF50, you know, my little nifty 50 with the, uh, the 1.8 aperture. I shot this at F4. Don't know why. <laughs> shot this at shutter speed 1 200. Focal length was 50, of course, it's a prime. And my eye, there we go. So the reason why this is so grainy, my ISO, if anyone wants to take a guess at what my ISO was, go ahead and leave it in the comments below. But, pause for that. Okay, ISO was 3200. Now, why I'm shooting with an ISO 3200 at aperture F4, that makes sense to me because at the time, like, all right, I got a, a tighter aperture, so it's letting in less light. I probably need to bump up something, so I bump up my ISO. But it's weird that I would do that at the time because, like, going back now, what I would do is I'd still keep it like an f1.8. I'd probably bump it up to 2.8 just in case I misfocus a little bit because it seems like it was easy to misfocus with this camera back in the day. But I keep it like a 1.8 to a 2.8. I would probably go ahead and drop that. Let's see. I'd drop my shutter speed to like. I'd say probably like a 150 or 150 to 200 and I'll keep my ISO a lot lower and probably just bring my lights in closer because like I said, they weren't like a flash or nothing like that. It wasn't no off-camera flash. So I would have just brought it in, got her more evenly exposed and put probably even put the camera on a tripod. Like if I needed even more light and just drop my shutter speed down. But yeah, so that was fun. Next photo right here. Okay, we got the smile. We got a little smile in there. That's dope. That's dope. I like it. Now, this one I'm not too mad at. Metadata on this, uh, exact same settings, 50 mil, Canon T6, ISO 3200, and aperture f4. And I'm not mad at this one, but I would have preferred, if I could go back in the day, I would prefer her to probably look at the camera. This looks like we were having a conversation. Like, in the at my apartment, we were having a great time. Like, music was going People was dancing all in the background. My wife was there. I was there. Little man was there. The toaster was there. Everybody was just having a great time. And this looked like she like caught a joke or something uh, off camera, like a little off guard. You know, the candids are pretty dope when you get those. But I, I wish I could have directed her a little better during this during this shoot. All right. So next photo, we got the outfit change, looking fierce. And let's see. So as you can see, like right here right in the uh right behind her head 
you got the nice solid crease in this wrinkled white backdrop. Now, if you're shooting with a white backdrop, you're just shooting with a white backdrop. Like at the end of the day, a backdrop's a backdrop and it's gonna get the job done, whatever you're trying to get done. But you have to know your equipment. So with the white backdrop like this, what I wish I had done is either thrown that mug in the dryer and set it to wrinkle-free mode or came in with a steamer or even like if I had the time and I was really pressed like that, just iron it. Like it's a little, it's the little things that make the photos that much better because in post, you're not going to want to try and like, you know, fix like a crease or a hard line. Like that's annoying. No one's trying to do all that. You can prevent that. So yeah, Canon T6, man, I got to get another one of those. Like that was a nice, that was a fun camera. So that was my first shoot guys. And let me tell you that first shoot. Matter of fact, I think the date was on that in that metadata too. Let me check it out. Uh, mm, content created June 15th, 2018, 5:49 PM. So that was a little under two years ago or over. I'm bad with dates. That was about two years ago, right? So check this out in two years time. We went from there to shooting stuff like this. Now what I'm about to get into is some of like the most recent portraits I've done um, for the company I'm operating now along with my wife, Love Jones Productions. Love Jones Productions is a multimedia creation, content creation, problem solving firm. You know what I'm saying? Like we get the job done. Uh, whether it's you're trying to rebrand your personal brand, you need some photos for your family, or you're trying to shoot a whole movie, Let's do it. Like Love Jones Productions is there for you. So some of my most recent shoots that I've done that I really enjoyed this year were, let's see, okay. This is my buddy right here and his family. So his name is Chris Pun. And this was a part of the holiday special that I was running throughout December. And let me tell you, like, this was fun. This was a really, really fun, so a really, really fun shoot. So the settings for this one were I'll run through these photos like periodically, but the settings for this one were I had my Godox 8200 flash uh, with the high speed sync and all that. I had my trusty A7 II with the 2470 F4 lens on there. And that's it. White backdrop, same as the one behind me, my uh, Savage Seamless. And we were just rocking. Like, we had a great time. It's I was, t I was joking with my buddy Chris. I was like, yo, it's so crazy. Like, how everybody in your family can be photogenic. Because let me tell you something, like as a photographer, when you're working with people who either have professional modeling experience or if you're working with people who are just comfortable and whatnot and can just vibe with you and whatnot, it makes the job a lot easier. But when you're working with people who are just naturally photogenic, it's like no matter what you do with your camera, the photos are gonna look dope because the people look dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was cool. It's always fun working with people that just enjoy the vibe and like as a photographer myself and on any set that I'm working on, I really try to like connect with the people and I really try to build these relationships and you know, have some real talks, have some real jokes and whatnot, even when we're not shooting after I'm setting everything back up or I'm breaking everything down and getting ready to head out. Like I like to talk to my clients. I like to talk to the people that I meet because at the end of the day, somebody who might start off as a client can quickly become a partner can quickly become a friend, can quickly become a brother. And that was one of the cases here. So let's see. Yeah, like this photo right here, this is uh, this little man. This is his, his youngest son. 
and this was yep so the settings for this were the shutter speed 1 350th uh 70 millimeter focal length iso 100 and my flash was set to like full power and yeah like i really like how this turned out i really did i had my flash kind of off to the distance at like a 45 degree angle but he's a little short because i'm he's a child right so i dropped it down a little bit to like just over his head probably to like meh, about right here right and had it pointed right down at him kind of going for a rambrandt lighting you can you can see the gist of the triangle right on his left cheek uh my right his left but i really prefer shooting like that so okay here's another shoot uh, this is like the full picture. Another thing I like doing when I'm on shoots, I really, 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 really love when I get the whole setting. Because for me, I don't have a personal studio yet. So I'm either, I mean, before COVID was popping off, like I was shooting at my house. Like I said before, like this whole section right here in front of my house where I got this YouTube set up is where I would do my photos at. Like I got backdrop hanging off hooks that you would hang bikes on up here. That's like, that's what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? So... For me, going out and traveling and being a mobile photographer, I really like capturing the entire scene because as I look back on those photos and I look back on those memories, I remember like, all right, I'm shooting in my buddy's basement or I'm shooting at the side of the school or I'm shooting in this freaking parking lot of all places, you know, whatever the case is. And I like to be able to go back and look at those. Now, see this one right here, this is the, the Levi's shirt jacket one. And I would sell this to Levi's. Matter of fact, Levi's, if you're watching, I'd like to partner up with you on some shoots. Hit up your boy. I don't know. Let's do something. Yeah, we're just going to go through. Oh, this is cool. He was jumping on this one. Got the baseball bat out. Like, they was really feeling themselves when we got this bat out. But it was, that stuff was fun. Those photos came out pretty good. Uh, pretty good. But, yeah. So, here, let me show you all my buddy, actually, because these are just kids. So that's my buddy Chris to the right and his wife right here. Loving, loving the life, loving the life. Like they've definitely been there for my family and super proud to know these people. It was a pleasure shooting with them. So yeah, that's my most recent like portrait shoot of this year. I'm gonna go back to one of my favorite shoots that I did this year. This one you'll see on my website. Which, by the way, my wife designs websites. She designed ours. Like, lovejonesproduction.com was dope and is dope. Anyways, yeah, back to my, uh, let me see if I can find it. So this, back uh, backstory for this one is, his name is Daquan Julius. He is a recording artist. He is a friend. He is recently signed to a label, so that was dope. A uh, really good distribution deal he got, and we're proud of him. And it was cool to see, like, because he wasn't my first published, like, phot like photograph. You know what I'm saying? Like, getting a photo published or whatnot. He wasn't the first one I had published, but seeing his get published, like, it made it really made me proud because I remember when we set up in his basement and we just had at it. Like, it was a great vibe. We had freaking music going. His wife, his kids, or I don't, I don't know if that was wife. Forgive me. <laughs> but you know his family is down there it's super dope it's super dope uh let's see if i can find that photo dramatic pause singing in the house yeah 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 
Oh, y'all ain't know I can sing, huh? It's cool. I can sing. Matter of fact, here, we're going to look at it on my phone. iPhone. So, looking at it on my phone, and I'm going to screen record this so I can put it in there. Let's see. Screen record. And begins in 3, 2, 1. So, right now, we're on my Instagram. Which, by the way, at underscore shot by Jones, give your boy a follow. But we're gonna go back to one of my favorite shoes of this year. Bam, here we go. So, this one right here, y'all can check it out. This one right here was really, really dope. This was probably like the cleanest photo I took all year, and I just really, really enjoyed it. Like, this is when I really honed in on like my style for portrait photography, like shooting um, like the F6.7s, the F8s, the F11s, and whatnot. And really capturing all those details, like not missing a beat in the face and the skin and whatnot. Okay, so here's another photo actually. This one right here, her name is Mandy. This one, we drove all the way down to Atlanta, Georgia. When we got to Atlanta, Georgia, like that whole trip, just getting there was a trip and a half. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you, but when I tell you it was so worth it. So we went down there. As part of this, like, let me tell you how my wife and I operate. So we have these moments at like 11 p.m., at 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, where we just get so overwhelmed with ideas that we have to write it down. We have to share it with each other. And then by the end of it, we're like, yo, these are some pretty dope things. Let's act on it. So we came up with this idea to do sort of like an Eastern Shore, East Coast collaboration with artists with musicians with influencers with anybody that we could really think of that has a brand and that wants to push that brand so when we met up with mandy we realized yo we're moving to atlanta which by the way we're moving to atlanta we're moving to atlanta come october next year 2021 right so we we're like if we're going to get to atlanta and really be established as a production company as photographers as recording artists and whatnot as producers we should probably get some connections before we get there. Let me stop the screen recording. We should probably get connections before we get there. So we scour the internet. We scour Instagram and we find Mandy. Uh, we'll link her Instagram down at the bottom too because she's super dope. Uh, she's the head of, of A&R at um, Onyx Digital Agency. That's the one. Check her stuff out. She's also recording artist. Like, she's super dope too. And... The goal was to link up with about three to five uh, people out there, like whether they be artists, producers, um, you know what I'm saying? People in this kind of industry, like the entertainment industry that we're in. We ended up meet, only meeting with Mandy due to like scheduling errors or last minute hiccups and whatnot between like us and the people we're trying to meet, which by the way, once we get back to Atlanta, like we definitely still want to meet y'all, like come on now. But we ended, we ended up meeting up with Mandy and it was so dope. So we shot a podcast episode in there, did a little quick photo shoot, which that was one of the photos from it. And we just got to talk and she's super dope. Like it was really, really refreshing to find other like-minded individuals that don't live next to me, that don't live in my community. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing that I've noticed when you're on uh, when you're on this journey of like kind of discovering who you are and running your business and trying to find clients and whatnot, you're going to find a lot of people that like to observe, but not a lot of people that like to purchase. 
not a lot of people that like to work with you or even collaborate with you. You know what I'm saying? Like working together on projects and stuff. Like I can't tell you how many times like I've gone out like, yo, hey, everybody, I've got this video I'm trying to shoot and I would like this kind of help. Or, hey, I got this photo shoot I'm trying to do. And if you're in the area, like, come out. Let's work together. Like, come get some of these shoots. Or, hey, if you're shooting, let me get some of those too. Like, let's work together on this. We can all build together. It's kind of difficult to get that reciprocated out here because it seems like there's a lot of competition. But when you think about it, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, who are you really competing with? Are you competing with the industry? Are you competing with your peers? Are you competing with the people that do the same thing you do, or are you competing with yourself? So one thing I had to realize as an entrepreneur and as a photographer, as a creative was, at the end of the day, what I create is because I love it. I love what I create, I love what I do, I love what I shoot, whether it be photos, videos, what have you. And I'm not here to compete with anybody. I'm here to be the best version of myself I can be every day. So when I found out I started operating like that, I realized not a lot of people is on that same vibe. And if you're on that same vibe, definitely shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, like let's work together, I'm down. But it was difficult to find that out here in this area, Washington DC, Maryland, Virginia, the DMV, you know what I'm saying? But when I realized you have to look outside of your comfort zone, you have to look outside your community to find help sometimes, that was very refreshing to me because what that made me think was, all right, when we do eventually make this move and we do eventually end up in Atlanta, Georgia, we will be fine. We will be working with like-minded individuals. We will have all kinds of relationships and all kinds of prosperity, not just for ourselves and not just for Love Jones and like for what we do, but for everybody, everybody involved. Because at the end of the day, if we're all moving forward in the same direction, we can all rise together in the same direction too. At least that's the kind of vibe I'm on. So if you're on that vibe, let me know. Drop it in the comments below. But yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I saw some photos from where I started to where I'm at now. And by no means, like, am I, like, the best ever. To me, I'm the best version of what I was those days that I shot. And if I can do it all again, like, I, I sat here and critiqued myself. Oh, I should do this, I should do that. I'll do the exact same stuff all over again because I had to go through those learning phases to get to where I am now, to get to the level of confidence I am now, to you put a camera in my hand and I'm going to know what to do with it. It'll take me, like, 10 minutes to get the settings right. I'm like, all right. Let's shoot because that's what being a creative is. You know, being a creative to me means regardless of what situation you find yourself in, you're going to be able to make something that never existed before. You're going to be able to do something that can't be replicated. And even if it is replicated, it's not going to be the same and it's going to be noticeable. It's not the same. So shout out to my creatives out there. Shout out to everybody in art, photography, video, graphics, music, any kind of thing that you're making something that never existed before and it's benefiting somebody else's life. Shout out to y'all. Here's to y'all. But uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for y'all today. Um, go ahead, like, share, subscribe, all that kind of jazz. I don't know what y'all be doing. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Got it. Ba-ba-ba-da-ba. I'm lovesick.